When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. Okay, so this morning just feels already in a panic of, I've been trying to slow down and gather myself from the last week of chaos of shooting and we started doing the new video podcast, everyone. If you're listening, you can go to YouTube or you can go to Spotify and you can see the new video podcast. And you can watch while you listen (laughs) very complicated yes multitasking yes so yeah i just had a very chaotic panicked yeah i'm I'm already panicked (laughs) because of course ingrid has scheduled an appointment right after we're finished recording here of course because ingrid can't spare one minute to sit she always has to be rushing and also, I think I like procrastinate where I, I just felt so dead yesterday. I did a bunch of shit until like 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night. And instead mm-hmm. of just going to sleep, I like watched a murder show for like <laughs> two hours <laughs> until I was like delirious. Because that's very peaceful right before bed. So you're panicked. So well, let's just I breathe. Have... Yes. Practice that breath work. You're a breath work practitioner now. And then I don't have my ring or my necklace on, which gives me anxiety. Do you want to go get them? No, it's fine. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll get them. Yeah. I need them for my happiness. Yes. Well, I thought you meant another necklace. Yeah, you didn't really. It was one of those things where Ingrid, uh, you know, is looking for the pencil that's behind her ear. Okay, and so she I has was... to choose between putting on the ring and being late for her appointment because she took 30 seconds to put on the ring and her schedule's that tight. Or she goes without the ring and she's panicking because she doesn't have the ring during the podcast. Those are the choices that Ingrid has set for herself. And it's tr- like the necklace I could go without, which I had on the whole time. Yeah. You're like <laughs> one of those people that puts... The pencil in their ear and then can't find the pencil. Oh, 100%. I swear I was on the phone looking for my phone the other day. (laughs) And I was like, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) Okay, I have another good one. I was at at the restaurant one time and it was like a party or something. So we had like a clipboard with all the papers. And I reached over my boss's shoulder and I swear to God, I went like this. Like you zoom, like I tried to zoom in on the piece of paper and I was like, I'm just going to go home. Oh my God. 
Wow. I'm short-circuiting. Wow. Yeah. But it is true that it is part of my routine to have the ring on. And if yes. I don't have it for sure, I would have been like... Totally. I get it. I mean, I got to have my bracelets. Oh, all your bracelets. Yeah. Scott's really addicted. got to have my crystals with me at all times. I always thought it would be fun. And my superpowers. <laughs> they are. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to take a photo of you with like... He has a lot of crystals, but like a full stack of bracelets like all the way up just like absurd yeah well can you tell us if it's gonna like calm down i feel like we're just moving into leo season and i'm like already feeling this frenetic energy yeah i feel like it's just gonna get more intense as it moves through the year because i i was just looking ahead through august and into september Whew. yeah it uh, it intensifies. Right now, things are tense because there's so much stagnation. You know, with the all these planets that have just been stuck at the same degree. You know, this month in August, they finally start to move, but they're moving backwards. Oh, great. And so... We get some lessons to learn. Jupiter, Chiron, Uranus, Neptune have all been at the same degree since at least July. Jupiter and Uranus got to where they are on July 7th. Chiron got to where it is right now on June 17th. And Neptune got to where it is right now on May 18th. None of these planets are moving away from the degree where they are until after the 8th day of August. Neptune finally moves back from 25 to 24 on August 8th. Jupiter finally moves back from 8 to 7 on August 18th. Chiron finally moves back from 16 to 15 on August 20th. And Uranus doesn't move back from 18 to 17 in Taurus until October 12th. And these are all moving into retrograde, correct? Yes, exactly. And so there's just a lot of stagnation, and I think it's causing a lot of frustration. It's causing a lot of heaviness. It's like people feel stuck. I feel stuck. There's just this feeling of being stuck, not being able, like knowing where you want to go, knowing what you want, or maybe you don't know what you want, and that's where you're stuck. But even if you do know what you want, it's like, I'm not able to get there right now. It's very frustrating. Yeah, I think I have I have a lot of friends who are going through that right now. Whether it's they don't know what the next step is, but they know they're not in the right place. Mm-hmm. Or they know what they have to do, but it feels so overwhelming. The task of moving forward and having to do so many things at once to get to where you want to be. Everything's always... I just feel like we look around and everything looks so shiny and easy. It's like... Oh, if you just think about it hard enough and you work hard <laughs> enough and you're motivated enough. And I'm like, bitch, I'm not always motivated. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Like feeding myself, cleaning my house, keeping up with like my you relationships. You are motivated. I mean, you're working your ass off. You're always doing something. There's never any stopping. So. Well, when I stop, I just like. You I panic. Feel, well, I completely fall apart. What happens? Oh, then I'll just lay in bed for like two days doing nothing but like watching TV and Instagram because I just feel like hmm. 
nothing matters. I just like am either super depressed or <laughs> full state of panic. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. either are healthy. Mm-hmm. And then part of it is, I think I do best when I'm in a regular routine of just a routine, but I am not great at keeping my routines. Like when I was just working only at the club, working the certain days, even then I would burn myself out. Cause I was like, I have to work Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. I have mm-hmm. to work the night shift. Mm-hmm. And then I would die for like three days. Cause I couldn't move mm-hmm. any part of my body or talk to anyone. Totally. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to work days because now I have more production work happening, but then production is insane. There's no sort of rhyme or reason. You're just working every minute. Mm -hmm. And then I'm trying to fit in in between working at the club. And it's like, now I'm going to do physical therapy and that's a couple times a week. And I need to figure out how to have a regular schedule with these things because I can't remember anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not good. I have a a calendar that I bought, but even then just trying, remembering to write the thing in the calendar. Hmm. Like the last minute I'm like, oh my gosh, I made an appointment for this. It's just, I like, if I know my routine, I can be like, oh, Mondays, this is what I do. Tuesdays, this is what I do. The, the frantic energy doesn't really fit for me, but somehow I feel a bit addicted to it. Like I love working on the production stuff, mm-hmm. but it does throw a wrench into my routine. That's your Gemini rising. It's like you're Gemini rising, so mm-hmm. you're Absolutely. you're all over the place. But then you're Virgo, so you want to be super organized, but you can't yeah. be organized because you're all over the place, and it's just that's the the friction between Gemini and Virgo. A hundred percent, because both of those feel so good for me. I love having the peaceful, organized, structured knowing where everything is but then i also thrive like in the restaurant industry in the film industry where it's like everything's kind of a panic it's last minute there's so many things to do but i somehow do well there or i feel weirdly fulfilled Mm -hmm. in that space but then other part of my life like comes out of balance Mm. or if it's just the routine then i get like bored well hopefully there's some opportunity for some organization this week because Mercury is going to be moving into Virgo, and Mercury is the planetary ruler of Virgo, and Virgo is the sign of organization and efficiency and the details. So I'm going to have to take advantage of that day to get my shit in order. Well, it's it's more than one day. It's from... August 4th to the 25th. Oh, so like so, a lot of August. Yeah, okay. this is Virgo. This is Mercury transiting through Virgo. Okay. So this is bringing that opportunity to really start to get organized and pay attention to the details and not get... Well, we'll get into that more on, when we get to that day, but... Should we move into the week? Let's let's get into the week. and But before we do, of course, we want to thank our sponsors, Deborah... Ross, Grace, Haley, Libby, Clarissa, Janine, Vincent, Catherine, Stephanie, Kimberly, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Ross, Amber, and Valerie. Thank you so much for your support of our podcast. Yeah, thank you all so much. It allows us to dedicate more time to doing what we love, hanging out here, talking about the planets and stars and sharing them with you. We can get new gear, mic stands, computers, like we need snacks, we need treats. (laughs) Scott doesn't care about the treats, we already established that, but I need treats, guys. 
<laughs> so if you want to support the podcast, if it's helping you navigate your life more gracefully, you can go to Spotify, you can go to Instagram. There's links there to support the podcast. There's a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, and every little bit helps because we want to do more of this. Awesome. Thanks, Ingrid. And thank you to our sponsors. The one of the big themes this week is and we're talking about the week of August first through the seventh is relationships. Relationships, Ingrid. Are relationships important to you? The the most important. That's like the source of either so much like comfort and pleasure and joy and like security or when I don't have those, that's when I start like falling apart. I mm. think the community and relationships are much more important than we, we think. Because I have a burning question for you. Uh-oh. What is it? Are you somebody who presses the bottom of the tube or the top of the tube? Bottom. Bottom. The bottom of the toothpaste. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Gabriella presses the top. Why would she do that? I don't know. It's very upsetting to me. Maybe you can have it two may... separate toothpaste tubes. It, I feel like it's going to be the the crux of the end of our relationship. Is, because, is, is that? <laughs> but I, I try to... I do try to think of it as like we're balancing each other out, though. She presses the top and then I press the bottom. Interesting. But it is somewhat upsetting. You know, I had a whole meltdown in like an old relationship. And one of the issues was I wanted the shower curtain to be closed all yeah. the time. And they would always leave it open. No. It was just all these little things. It's and gotta it was be like, closed. you got to close it. I had what we went to a therapist and she mm -hmm. was like, you need to make a list of all of your gripes, mm -hmm. all of your most important ones, mm -hmm. like your 10 most important, like don't fucking do this ones. Mm -hmm. And then the other person does the same thing. And then you compromise. So you get to pick three. You mm -hmm. get to pick three that are like, okay, don't do this. Cause it's really going to set them off. And then you have to let the rest of them go. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really taught me a lot. It was so simple, but it was about compromise and it was about, you know, what is really important because not everything can be the most important. Like, cause it is, it's always the toothpaste tube that sets you off in the wrong thing where you're like, you don't care about anything. Yeah. You don't pay attention to me. Yeah. I'm trying to, contemplate within myself why that bothers me so much or those little things why do those little things start to bother us well we and... get particular about the way we like our space and you've been living alone for so long uh -huh. and now you guys are living together so those little things add up where you're like i like things this way well she likes things this way yeah but there's like little yeah maybe picking the couple of things that i'm sure there's things that you do where she's like don't fucking do that I hate yeah. that. So maybe just having a like a fun list. Because I think when we actually talked about it, we were both laughing at how dumb all the things on the list were. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't even anything to do with like communication or like treating each other badly or being mean. It was all like, you leave your shoes over there. Like, I don't know. Those things just somehow affect our living space. I mean, if we were working with somebody, we would get annoyed at the same things. Like, this is where the cups go. This is where this goes. Like, I like things in a particular order. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a lot to look at with that this week because if we look at Monday, August 1st is where it begins and we've got Venus, Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab, Cancer, 
which rules the home and your past, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you and your ancestors. With Venus transiting through Cancer, we're looking at the roots of our relationships. Why do we choose the partners that we choose? How do they reflect our parents, the ones who raised us, our ancestors? These friends that we choose throughout life are a reflection of those first relationships. And I think we see it often in our partners, even, you know, even if you're not aware of astrology, like, have you been with someone where you're like, oh my God, this person reminds me of my dad, or this person reminds me of my mom. I mean, there's certain things that pop up. And then I'm sure if we looked at the astrology, we'd see commonalities between the partner, the friend, or, and the parents. So, yeah, exactly. So we're sort of reliving all of the issues that were formed as children. And Well, I think sometimes we don't even know that it reminds us of them. That's just the trigger thing where you're like, I hate when they do that. Or why are you treating mm-hmm. this me this way? Yes. It's something that reminds you of your past. Yes, exactly. And so Monday, there's a real shakeup. If you remember uh, last week's episode, Sunday, we were talking about the moon in Virgo was connecting to three key points in Taurus. Today, it's Venus connecting to those same three key points. Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict. Uranus, the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected. And the north node, which is the karmic pathway of the soul or soul's purpose are all converged together at 18 degrees in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull and ruled by Venus, Taurus. So these three points are in Taurus, which is ruled by Venus, and they're aligning with Venus at 18 degrees in Cancer. So this is like a a wake-up call. Yeah, to what's that. going on in your relationships. Do they reflect what you value? Does your partner, your lover, your friend, your business partner, do they reflect what you value? Do they honor what you value? Do they respect what you value? I was thinking like the value as in our emotional state, but, mm. but also in a way, if you're talking about a business partner or like a romantic partner that you're very tied to and have money and property and stuff together, it is in Taurus, which is the material world. So what kind of a house do you guys want to live in? What do you want to invest in together? What are your financial goals and the material surroundings that like reflect those? Yes. Because if you one person wants to live in the farm and one person wants to live in the city, how do you make that work? Or one exactly. person thinks you should invest the money in a safe place and some people think that they should take the risk Mm. or spend it (laughs) instead of (laughs) save save it. it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So what's, what's the wake up call that you're getting in your relationship? That's the question. And how, how are your, how do your partners reflect your values? Well, maybe just like I said, that 
silly example of the toothpaste tube and the shower curtain and like making the list. Maybe you both make your list of Mm -hmm. what is important to you and then compromise. I mean, even us, we made like a book together. We do the podcast. It's like, there's a lot of things where you're like, Oh, this has to be this way. And the other person's like, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. So making it work still respecting the other person to say, okay, this one's obviously more important to them. I'm not going to die on this hill. It's not even that important to me. Like, it can be black. It can be red. It doesn't matter. It can be the farm. I'll figure it out. I'll get an apartment in the city. We'll take this smaller risk. We'll hmm. save this smaller amount of money and making it work. Cause it is really all about compromise. If you want to continue your relationships without just erasing yourself. Yeah. Both parties putting their, their stuff out there. Okay. Good stuff. This is a frequency that's just going to kind of linger. It's been lingering since last week. It's going to continue lingering this week uh, with Mars, Uranus, and the North Node all at 18 degrees. They're going to continue to be close to each other, even if they're not at the same degree. So a lot stirring up in terms of value and self-worth. Tuesday, August 2nd, the Sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality, transiting through the sign that it rules the fixed fire sign symbolized by the lion leo forming a sextile it's another positive aspect this one is with the moon the planet of emotions in the cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales Libra. This is the other sign that's ruled by Venus. So more relationship energy here. It's like, are you expressing your vitality from your heart in your relationships? Are you showing your heart in your relationships? Are you communicating from your heart in your close personal relationships? Are you closed off in your heart center? What do you want to say to your partner? When I'm looking at this one, I'm thinking yesterday has more to do with the material world and sharing Mm -hmm. that with your, your partners of, and then this day I'm thinking it's more emotional. The moon is in Libra. So you're both putting some more emotional items on the scale to see. I I can't even think of an example of like the emotional thing, but it's easier to talk about like the physical. Um, But yeah. And then your Leo is the sign of the heart. I mean, I think it's like something if you're, if there's something you want to talk about with your partner, but you've been holding back, Mm -hmm. whatever that subject is, it doesn't have to be a physical thing. It could be the way that you feel you're being treated by them and you don't know how to communicate it. This might be the day to roar, to open your heart and roar, but you'll be able to do it gracefully with that Libra energy. I love that. Yes. So we got to take advantage while that's, that's happening. Cause that does, that's not always the case. Exactly. Sometimes we just explode and it's not graceful and we don't get what we want and we cause pain. So mm-hmm. grace. So, so when you look outside and you see that crescent shape of the moon, it will remind you that this is an opportunity to open your heart and be graceful with the ones that you're closest to emotionally. Does that happen every month? Well, not in this, these two signs, but yes, I mean, every, every 28 days, there's two crescent moons. There's one when it's waxing 
which it's doing right now, and there's another when it's waning, which it will do after the full moon. But Well, I know you usually say the half moon, there's always like some sort of a conflict, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so the crescent moon is always going to be a more positive alignment? Yes, okay. exactly, exactly. So it's smoother. So when you see that crescent moon, maybe that means that you have an opportunity to express yourself more peacefully. But definitely today, with the moon in Libra and the sun opening your heart in Leo. So roar with grace in your close personal relationships. Wednesday, August 3rd, the square. As the moon continues on in Libra, it squares off with Venus, the planetary ruler of Libra, in the sign that's ruled by the moon, Cancer. So we've got these two flipped Mm -hmm. from their positions of power. Venus is in Cancer, which is ruled by the moon. The moon is in Libra, which is ruled by Venus. So there's some discordance here. There's some challenge here. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like you were able to open your heart and gracefully express your emotions and roar. And now everybody said what they wanted to say. And now you have to deal with the aftermath, which even if it felt good, there's still like clearing out all the stuff from the past that got you to that point in the first place. And also maybe that person shared something with you like the other way around and now mm-hmm. you're like oh fuck now we have to make a change because like i didn't know that they were thinking this about me mm. or about our relationship and even though it's i mean it looks also somehow like positive it's uncomfortable but just being conscious of these things is going to change the relationship so maybe the shift in the relationship is uncomfortable it's stirring something up but yeah it's important. it's important for sure it's stirring something up again it's we've got the moon in libra which is air so think of the wind and venus in cancer which is water so it's like that wind is stirring up the water to churn something up from deep below that needs to be risen from the surface to the surface and purged so What emotions do you need to purge in your relationship? Okay, we've made it to Thursday, August 4th, and now we're looking at... What are we seeing? Ingrid, you look so excited. Uh, We've got Mercury in (laughs) Virgo. Mercury in Virgo. And you know where it is right now, Ingrid? Zero degrees. You know what that means for you, Ingrid? We're moving into... For you, Ingrid. I don't know. For you, Ingrid Iverson. Is something at zero degrees in my chart? Yes. Can you guess what it is? My sun. No. Uh, my Mercury. Yes. Okay. In which sign? Virgo. Yes. Okay. So you know what that means? I'm organizing my communication. It's your mercurial return. Oh, no, I don't. It's know. when Mercury returns to where it was when you were born, Ingrid. This is where Mercury was when you were born. So how often does this happen? Every year. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like every 30 years or something. Okay, every so... 500 years, Ingrid, it happens. Every year, Ingrid. I'm feeling like this is a good day for communicating or like having some consciousness even within myself about well, how to be organized. It's more than just the day. 
you know, we're changing this frequency now from August 4th to the 25th. So this is the frequency moving forward for the next three weeks, not just today. So mine's at zero degrees, so I'm extra affected, but everyone will still be feeling this energy? Everyone, yeah, of course, yes. For you, it's just one of those special things because it's where Mercury was when you were born. So maybe you're feeling more alert, easier to focus, greater mental clarity. Yay, I need all Uh, those things. (laughs) But for everyone, Mercury is the messenger of gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination. Mercury is in Virgo, the mutable earth sign symbolized by the Virgin, and ruled by Mercury. So Mercury is in a position of power because it's in the sign that it rules. So when you're talking about maybe this would be a good time to make a list about whatever, when you talk about I need to get organized, I need to get a schedule, I need a good routine, a routine that Oh, there's your list. <laughs> I have one here. I have one there. I have I have all the lists. Yes. So this is about bringing your mental awareness to your daily routine, your health, your diet, your job. Is your daily routine, your health, your diet, your job, is it structured in a way that is supporting you through life? How can you get more organized? How can you create get greater efficiency in your life? So this is for the next three weeks. Then it moves into Libra. But then on September 23rd, it moves back. Retrograde? Yes. Shit. To Virgo. Okay. Yes. So it's there for an additional 17 days after it moves back into Virgo. So September 23rd to October 10th. The last time Mercury was in Virgo was August 11th through the 29th of last year. So August 11th of last year was your last Mercury return. Well, that was when I had just moved into this place. Okay, and you were getting organized. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, something to think back upon. You know, what was going on in my life, August 11th through the 29th of 2021? Was I getting more efficient? Did I have health issues come up? Was I creating schedules and routines that were supportive and created that structure that helped me feel good, feel healthy, feel productive in life? That's the focus now. For those with key astrological points or planets in Gemini and Sagittarius, this could feel like a precursor to the coming Mercury retrograde where you're feeling a little frustrated, you're having trouble coordinating and communicating. Uh, There may be challenges with communication for you. So be patient with yourself. Do you think that's because Sagittarius is very like freedom loving Gemini is kind of like very light and flitting about and the Virgo energy is very much more structured. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, Sagittarius wants to be free. It's the big picture and Virgo's Mm -hmm. the details. 
and then Gemini's here, there, everywhere, <laughs> and Virgo wants to center in and focus on one thing. And so, but it's also another way to look at it too is all three of these signs are mutable. Gemini's mutable air, Virgo mutable earth, Sagittarius mutable fire. So the mutability is what makes a strong connection between Virgo, Gemini, and Sagittarius. But Gemini's air, Virgo's earth. Mm -hmm. Earth and air don't mix. Mm -hmm. That creates tension. Sagittarius is fire. Fire scorches earth of Virgo. Virgo earth extinguishes <laughs> Sagittarius fire. Yeah. So that's the conflict there. So those are the bumps in the road. But the more that you're doing the work to get organized during this period, the, the smoother the coming retrograde will hopefully be for you. And if it's not smooth, you'll have an opportunity September 23rd to October 10th to get reorganized again, to go back and check your work. Friday, August 5th. If you all want to see what we're looking at here, or talking about here, depending on if you're watching or listening, um, the slides that come up on the video, or the alignments we're talking about, they're all in the basics of astrology. The books got put together. It's like a glossary of all of these terms. It really helps you learn the language of astrology. It's on Amazon. It's on the website. Go find it. Go get it. Yes. If you want to learn a language, you need to learn how to read it in order to truly understand it yeah and i was very i was so resistant to learning this i was just like scott there's too many fucking squiggles like i don't remember <laughs> all of these things i can't i can't and then in just in helping you write the book i was like oh my god i'm fucking getting it i'm getting it and now I, you sh you share them with me and you don't even have to really i don't have to hear you talk about it so much i can just check in over here with the symbols and be reminded of exactly the alignment without having to absorb all of the knowledge each time. So it really helps me to be present when I can just take a glance at the picture and be like, Oh, this is the energy. It's crazy. And it helps me be <laughs> more intuitive too. I remember when you had this like epiphany and you were like, Scott, well, you know that <laughs> the, the signs are in the same order. They never move. There, it, it's fire, earth, air, water, and I was like, "Yeah, Ingrid." I've been trying to tell I you know, that for I've, fucking two yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. But you looked at me like, "Well, why like, didn't you tell me? <laughs> why didn't you tell like, me this? you had discovered this thing?" And it was like, <laughs> I, I felt more like, "Why didn't you tell me this?" Yeah, like, you were like pissed off at me. Like, well, you, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Why didn't you tell now me? I'm pissed. I'm pissed off at you because clearly you don't listen to anything that I say to you. There's, it's just so much. It's so much information. Like learning. This I know. Totally. New language. Totally. And also I've tried. I tried to read a lot of other books to get more educated in astrology. And they're like a not. It's a novel. A yeah. Like, of, so dense. And it's exhausting. Just learning the symbols and the words that go along with them. That's all you. I'm sure there's more to be said than that. But. For me, it's just been like a game changer. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I just, I get, I get it now. Yes. And that's all you really need is these basics to, to really open up the whole world of astrology. So if you're interested in it, the book is super helpful. Also, it's $10 for the download. And by now we should have our paperback book available yeah. on Amazon as well. Fingers crossed. Yes. 
we're going to up, well, we record this in advance, obviously we're not live, but we're going to post it. I'm going to post it today to mm-hmm. Amazon. So it should okay. be ready for everybody. That'll be very exciting. Very exciting. It's one of those things where you just want to carry around with you. Dude, we have... Well, this is our, like, proof version. It is freaking beautiful. Maybe I can put a little slide over the video. Even, like, if you look at the intro, we have, like, a a draft in Mm -hmm. the intro to the podcast, too. Just to see the pictures and stuff that Scott's drawn. Yeah, right. Exactly. I've used it... I mean, we've just got this draft, like... Two or three weeks ago. I've used it so much. It's just so nice to have. It's like beautiful as well. Yes. So, I okay, love it. We I can love talk it. About, I'm excited. We could talk about Friday, but I just got excited about the book. I love it. Thank you, Ingrid. So Friday, Friday, August 5th, now we've got that half moon. You see this here? This is the square. So this is the sun in Leo squaring off with the moon in the fixed water sign symbolized by the scorpion, Scorpio. And so Scorpio is fixed water, Leo fixed fire, both fixed, strong alignment, but water extinguishes fire, fire boils water. So this is one of those alignments when the moon is squaring the sun, you look up into the sky and it looks like it's split in half, one half light, the other half shadow. So this is conflict day where you're opening your heart and it's stirring something up deep within your emotions that you've been trying to hide from. I mean, that Scorpio energy plus the moon, it's like your emotions are so deep right Mm -hmm. here that whatever someone is sharing with you is going to like cut all the way to the, Mm. all the way. Yes. Yes. I mean, this is, it's like the moon in Scorpio. People that are moon in Scorpio, very hidden with their emotions because they feel so much, so deeply, so passionately. It's the most passionate sign. It's so intense that it's like, no, I can't let that out. It's like Pandora's box. Yes. But now you've got the sun bringing its light, life, and vitality to that Pandora's box And it's burning a hole through the top of that box. And it's like, oh my God, the emotions are coming out. This is going to look so ugly. So then the other side of that is the person who... Who's receiving it? Well, I I think I was saying receiving to begin with. But now, yeah, it's really scary to let that part of yourself be seen that you've been hiding. Mm -hmm. Because it's, yeah, there's a lot of fear. So it's like the fear of being seen. But then that Leo energy and the sun of being courageous and also being seen. Yes. They want to see what's in there. Yes. So even though it's uncomfortable, we have to allow it in those dark corners. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to be seen. Yeah. That's the scariest yeah. thing. It's Most of the scary. time, those things come out in a moment of conflict where you just end up blurting something out or like something gets exposed mm-hmm. accidentally because you're holding so tight, you don't want to show it. Yes. And there's a crack in the surface from like an argument. Yeah, or like, like, oh my God, why did I say that? Why did I show that side of myself? And it gets more intense as we move to Saturday, August 6th. Okay. Now the moon has moved on to Sagittarius, the truth teller. Oh shit. You know, it goes from Scorpio, which is hidden, 
to Sagittarius, which is I'll tell you whatever the fuck I'm feeling. You know, it's you like open Pandora's blank. box. <laughs> exactly. That's what happens when you open Pandora's box. It's like all the truth comes out. And so the moon in Sagittarius is squaring off with Mercury, the planet of communication in Virgo. So this is that Virgo Sagittarius square. Well, I mean, the Virgo is the critic. So they're yeah. going to be like communicating very critically and bluntly and emotionally. That feels like very sharp. Yes, this is that brutal honesty. It's like yesterday you sh- you shared what you were feeling <laughs> on an emotional level where you're like, oh God, I shouldn't have shown that side of myself. And now today you're... You're getting an earful from the other side that's saying it's being very brutally, bluntly honest with you in the most critical way. And you're like, okay, I'm never going to share my oh, feelings no. again. I know. Let's hope it's not that. What's another way to reframe this? Uh, I mean, also, <laughs> I mean, I think maybe just continuing that energy of yesterday, you were able to open up and let some of that light in those and and see what's in there you've opened up and now there's like this freedom to it and you're maybe being very critical of somebody else where you're like you know these are all the things that bother me Mm -hmm. and i'm going to communicate them to you in a very blunt way now Hmm. that we've opened the box i'm going to keep going Hmm. i'm going to tell you all the shit wow or maybe we're being critical of us to ourselves oh no (laughs) in some way i'm sure that's another possibility that's also a a backlash type of thing where mm-hmm. yesterday you opened up and now you're being like you're so stupid. Why did you ever do that? You shouldn't, you know, so. But we have to be honest with ourselves. We do. And this, these are the types of alignments that are going to help move some of the stuck energy. What are you going to say? Okay. So I feel like ghosting mm-hmm. or cancel culture, kind of both of these are kind of opposite sides of the spectrum, but mm-hmm. similar energy. And I think that that's really unhealthy. It's like, you open Pandora's box, someone says something and then the other person ghosts you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, what you're supposed to do the next day is this, even though it's uncomfortable and maybe it's sharp. You're like, you know, you didn't have a good time on the date. The person now asked you on another date. And instead of saying, Oh sure. And then not ever answering your phone again. Mm. This is the day where you say, you know what? It was a nice day, but that's not what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be mean, but it can be blunt straightforward and maybe Mm -hmm. it feels critical i don't think we're a good fit right that's not mean and i I think i have a lot of this energy because i'm a virgo i think it's important to be critical and honest without being hurtful because i'm also very sensitive i have a cancer wound (laughs) so i don't want to hurt someone's feelings (laughs) but i also don't want them to maybe get the wrong idea or you know i think ghosting's just so mean so Mm. don't close yourself off after yesterday and just be critical and like Okay, well, now I'm shutting down. Just say how you feel. You br- you bring up an interesting point, like ghosting and cancel culture. Same energy, but opposite ends of the spectrum. And it's like, it makes me think of where these terms stemmed from. And it's like, ghosting came first, and then cancel mm-hmm. culture. And I feel like ghosting was was rooted in that Scorpio generation, your generation, Ingrid, the Scorpio generation, the people that were born with Pluto and Scorpio, 1983-84 to 1995. Okay. And then it's the generation that came after that, 95 to 08, which is the Sagittarius generation. 
Pluto and Sagittarius, they're the ones that are like, fucking cancel those motherfuckers. I don't care. You know, it's like just being blunt and wanting to just burn it down. That's so interesting because I don't really connect with either of those. Well, because it's a shadow side of both of those frequencies. You know, it's it doesn't mean that. Yeah, it doesn't mean that if you're born in with Pluto and Scorpio, you're going to ghost people or Pluto and Sagittarius, you're going to cancel someone. But it's kind of it, part of the bigger picture. It's of... the bigger picture. It's the shadow side of those generations. Your eyes just got big because we're looking. We think <laughs> wanted to see what was next, and so we're moving on to Sunday. That's like a and saving lot. the best for last. <laughs> saving the best for last. Sunday, August seventh. Yeah, we're looking at six planets here. Six planets. We've got two planets making a supportive aspect with each other and one making a stressful one. What do you want to talk about first, Ingrid? We'll we'll talk about the stressful one. Okay. So we've got Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression and conflict in Taurus, fixed Earth, squaring off with Saturn, the god of wealth and time, the planet of restriction, responsibility, hard work, authority, and achievement in the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer and ruled by Saturn, Aquarius. So the planet of restriction squaring off with the planet of action. This is some of that stagnant energy where it's like, okay, I know what I value. I know what I want. I know how much money I need. I know where I want to spend it. But I don't have, like I'm being restricted by society in some way. I'm being restricted by the group by the village in some way, by the, the authority in the group, the village is restricting me from going after what it is I want to satisfy my self-worth and what I value. Do you think that this is a real restriction or is this like an internal restriction in our mind where we think we can't do the thing, but that's like, it could be both. It could be both. You know, it could be, Maybe it's a real restriction, something that's going on in society. It could be a mental thing that you're the way that you're experiencing society or the group. Because I see one of the other more positive alignments is Neptune in Pisces, mm-hmm. which is very healing. Mm-hmm. So I was just and thinking, what's that connected to? Uh, Venus in Cancer. Yes, exactly. So maybe this healing energy in our relationships and emotions will actually soothe this square that's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a possibility of that. And then when you look at the sun in Leo forming a trine with the moon in Sagittarius, that's a fire fire connection. So Some that's action. giving you the the courage to to be honest about your emotions. It's opening your heart, being honest about what you're feeling. I'm feeling restricted here. This is not good. And I'm going to forgive myself and my partner, my lovers, my friends, my business partners. I'm going to forgive them. Those are stories that I've created in my mind. And and together, we're going to move through these restrictions. And we're going to work together to to create greater independence and freedom for all of us. It feels like such a nice end to the week. And also just remembering that 
although there is the conflict, there's also these supportive things that are happening and we have to use the balance to heal certain things, connect with certain people. Cause it's not all just magically going to happen by like doing nothing. It's like, we have to make that connection of using our Leo energy, using that Sagittarius energy to like push forward, be excited, like be courageous, be blunt, just doing the thing. Exactly. There's always going to be restrictions, hard alignments with supportive alignments. It's, it's never all good or all bad. It's, it's a mix. Uh, it's, it's always a mix. So exhausting. <laughs> so many it's, times I'm just like, can we just have a good fucking day? But like, it's all, it really is. It's always a mix. And mm-hmm. you know, sometimes those sad moments or those uncomfortable moments are what paves way for the opening afterwards and the learning and the lessons to be learned. So you can pick yourself up and keep going. Mm-hmm. We have to do our best to really just face the energy and and work with the energy and not hide from it and not try to suppress it because when you do then it comes out in an uglier way oh my god the last couple of years i mean just since meeting you i feel like i realized there were some really uncomfortable moments where you were like no that's you oh you didn't say what you were supposed to say (laughs) and now your fucking life sucks Mm. like okay, well, you have to look and see what all the lessons are and you have to learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. And that's like a hard, taking a hard look at ourselves to find these lessons. It's not always some external thing. Like it's like, oh, the community is restricting me. Is it? Or is that in your fucking mind? Yeah. Because a lot of the time, I think most of our issues are in our mind. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're like a prisoner and we hold the key. Yeah. And it's humiliating to admit that that we are the problem mm-hmm. nobody, exactly. wants, nobody wants i don't to want say, to admit that nobody wants to take responsibility and what's saturn the planet of responsibility so once you take responsibility it starts to open up for you mm-hmm. that restriction is now like disintegrated yes yes wow okay awesome great way to end the week ingrid do we have time for questions Okay, well, the first one... Oh, no, we did this one. Well, one of the com- one of the questions just says, ass changing experience <laughs> from Amber Hansen. And then someone else says, astrology. <laughs> That's uh, Betsy. Um, yeah, that was in referring to last week, our BBL convo. How about Vanessa Vargas? She wants to know, can you go into cusp signs? She's an Aquarius Pisces cusp. Yes, yeah, so... So the way that I think of cusp are if you're one of these people that says I'm on the cusp, then it means that you don't know what time you were born. Because if you know the time, then you're either in Aquarius or Pisces. It's not straddling one or the other. Um, Now, what tends to happen, though, is because Mercury is never more than one sign away from the sun... And Venus is never more than two signs away from the sun. If you're on a, if you're an Aquarius Pisces cusp, if you were born with the sun in Aquarius, there's a good chance that Mercury or Venus and or Venus is in Pisces. And the other way, if the sun is in Pisces, there's a good chance that Mercury and or Venus is in Aquarius. So that would give you 
some of that Pisces flavor and some of that Aquarius flavor. But the sun can only be in one sign. It's not in two signs at once. So once you know the time, you know exactly where the sun is and you know where the other planets are. And that shows the full color of who you are. You're much more complicated than just an Aquarius or a Pisces. That's so interesting because I've always kind of wondered that too. But I think you had mentioned before that you kind of don't believe in like, quote unquote, the cusp. But yeah, you're always going to get some of that Venus and Mercury energy following before or afterwards in those neighboring signs. So you will, no matter what, you're going to get those other signs energy in your in your like primal triad or some of your more like prominent signs. Well, think about where the planets are this week. The sun's in Leo and Mercury just moved from Leo to Virgo, one sign away. Where's Venus? It's in Cancer, which comes right before Leo. So all the children that are being born right now, that's all like grouped together. They're born with the sun in Leo, Venus in Cancer and Mercury in Virgo. So they've got these three signs are one after the other. They got all three of those flavors, even though the sun is in the middle of the sign. It's not on the cusp. Mm -hmm. But by the time it gets to the cusp, Mercury will be in Virgo. And that's where the sun will be right before Virgo. So you'll still have that Virgo energy, even though you're a Leo sun. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Those are great questions. Thank you for the question. I love it. All right, we will see y'all next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon, full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.